Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Dude, it was cool, man. I was sitting there uh, after our big lunch rush, and I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, a deer walks out of the woods, and he's probably, like, 50 yards away, and he, like, she, pro- it's probably a she, she just kind of, like, looks over at me, and she looks scared, and so I shoot her away, because I didn't want her to go to the boat, like, towards the boat launch, and she ran back into the other side of the woods. I don't know. It was just nice. It was like a moment of peace in the craziness. Yeah, just knowing that there are other living beings out there that don't have to deal with bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you just got to run back into the woods and be a little bit of a moment of the yeah. The world is bigger than this, and just chill and do your thing and make people happy. Honestly, we're all just here to have a good time and try to get along with each other. So be like a deer, be shooed away. <laughs> Mind your own business in the woods alone. Oh wait, we're recording. Yeah, I started recording while you were fucking around with your whoop. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was about to be like, all right, you don't want to tell wait to tell the story of the deer and everything on the Now we got it. <laughs> I thought you were just I thought you were just telling it to me personally. I was like, this is nice, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to today's episode. Happy birthday, America. Uh, you beautiful bitch. It is going to be July 4th tomorrow, and this episode will be released at that time. So we're going to do a Independence Day-themed episode all about America. Not obnoxious. There are some obvious things about America that we're working on. Okay, it's a work in progress. Um, but we're going to lay out 10 cool, fun things, some funny, some good, some serious, some not, about mm-hmm. awesome things uh, in America. So, uh, first of all, we heard a great story about a deer already. Um, Corey, you've been working your behind off. This is the busiest time of year for you, I assume. You just started yeah. your other new job. How's all that going? Yeah, the new job is good. I came back from parental leave. Has It's about two or three weeks and dropped right back into the fire, 4th of July. 4th of July is always busy, but it's a little bit different this year because I'm at a new work location, and one of my main responsibilities is uh, Torch Fest at the two southern boating access sites on Torch Lake. And if anyone who's listening knows about Torch Lake, you guys know that it gets a little crazy. And so my main job has been just to facilitate safe and, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, fun launching, uh, safe, efficient, and fun launching practices for people. And it's been a good Mm -hmm. time. It's been like the first day, man, I went into it with extremely low expectations of how it was going to go high hopes but low expectations and it's monday so it's i've been doing this since friday and it's actually been pretty good and today i actually uh there was an email that was sent with like somebody specifically shouting out to me for uh making things fun and and well organized today at the torch river boat boat launch i mean we're doing we're we're doing a I don't know. We probably did 70 launches in an hour and a half or so. And I'm just out there uh, trying to have fun and also 
be structured and get people in and out quickly and give them the correct information so they can uh, have a good time and not get pissed off at each other because at this it's hot and tempers can flare and yeah. the the best thing you can do is keep smiles on people's faces um and it seemed to work pretty well i learned a new saying today that i'm going to take with me and it's called pack your patience so you pack all your other things when you go on vacation right some people forget to pack mm-hmm. their patience so make sure when you're out and about in your 4th of july adventures to pack your patience because it's not just your holiday it's our holiday uh, that's probably a good idea to go do always. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Vacation is one of those things that when you go on vacation or whatever and everyone's trying to like do the same thing, it can be really like people get so frustrated with each other, especially in an event like this where it's chaos and people are just everywhere. And yeah, but mm-hmm. it's good advice all the time, too, for sure. Man, uh, Torch Lake, that's the one where everyone goes and there's like sandbars and they just like yeah. drop 20 boats deep and just hop out and play beer pong. It's more than that. Hundreds. Sandbars and all that. Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds. of boats. Yeah. yeah. I can see that being uh, very frustrating. You're like, get them in, get them out. Are you there like as like an airplane guy? Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm out there. Shooting them in. Stop. Directing traffic, yelling. I'm, I mean, yeah. using big boy voice yeah. to get people's attention. Like, Keep moving, keep moving. You you're going over here. You're going over there. You know, and just you know, trying to have a good time with it. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of a little. It was out of my comfort zone for sure, but it's been fun, and the people have seemed to appreciate it. Um, educating people about you know what a recreation passport is and why it benefits them and us. Uh, you know, we don't get any state of Michigan tax revenue. Uh, from like a general fund, all of our funding is pretty much through rec passport sales and camp nights. Um, oh. And yeah, I mean, we're pretty much self-funded. So I remind people that and they're they're willing to spend the money to, to a to launch at the to, at, to at, you know, right on the lake. But B, they see that it's beneficial. So plus, you know, I got this. My position is brand new. So they're not used to seeing as many of us. Uh, and we help control the chaos. All we're doing is trying to help people. So I haven't had any issues with people all weekend. People have been generally very pleased to see us. And, and I, it makes my job a lot easier when that's the case. Yeah. Well, I, judging from someone who would be going into a situation where I want to launch my boat and there's hundreds of potentially other people trying to launch yeah. to in front of me and behind me, like you want direction so things can go quicker. And as long as you see like there's forward progress as the person trying to launch, you're cool right but yeah. if there's like dipshits like fucking around on boats um and like not really getting out of the way quick enough then issues can start and i meant to share we had a, a a field fit moment today and I, I forgot to share it in our group message with uh tristan but there was somebody had gotten to the launch before we got there this morning and their boat trailer was sticking out right into the middle of the the drive and as it started to get really busy, I realized this is going to be a problem because the other side, the boat trailers were starting to pile up and they're way out in the middle. And there was this big beefcake looking dude walking by and I was trying to move the trailer uh, or I was getting ready to. He's like, you want some help with that? And I'm like, from you? Absolutely. And we just like it, it was a big boat trailer. We deadlifted it up and just moved it. And te- I mean, you're not supposed to technically do that, but like you had to do it in the moment. So that was pretty cool. Was it someone like they parked their trailer there and then like unhooked their yeah, truck and stuff? He, yeah, he had. Uh, he saw me uh, earlier 
And I carry a tourniquet on my duty belt. And he pointed out like, hey, you got a tourniquet on your duty belt. I like that. That's part of my everyday carry or whatever. So I already knew he was a good guy. (laughs) And then he was walking back as I was looking at this trailer. He's like, yeah, he wants to help. And, you know, and we went from there. But it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Well, let's get into today's episode. Yeah. We have 10 reasons. Tomorrow is Independence Day. When this comes out, it's going to be Independence Day. Fourth of July, uh, always a great holiday. Obviously, it's the day that we declared independence. Hell yeah, America back in 1776. And um, for all the things that we have dealt with in the country, every from every war to every little thing, um, domestically and abroad, hopefully Fourth of July is a day that people can come together a little bit and celebrate in their own way together or by themselves um, at least be on the same page for at least a second so we've got given the spirit of that we have 10 reasons why america's awesome i'm gonna start us off with number one going off of what you said so it's been 200 and what 250 years now that we that america has been going strong some or something around there i think the fourth of july for a lot of people the point is missed. Like, yeah, you have the freedom to do whatever you like to do, but the 4th of July has become an excuse just to get drunk as hell and throw a party and whatever. But I think we miss the real meaning behind it. The national pride, the willingness to defend that this country, the people of this country have had since the, since 1776 and the perseverance to be great. Like, we face some huge challenges, and I know that a lot of people think that maybe this, these are some of the hardest times that America has ever had. America's gone to war with itself before, and millions of people died in a, in a real civil war, not just people with differences of opinions, um, over something like slavery, which was, honestly was worth fighting against. That's something that I want to remind people of, is we are a part of the greatest country on the planet, but it is all of our obligations and jobs to make sure that it stays that way because it can change very quickly. Um, and I think that in some ways, a lot of people feel like that has changed, but remind ourselves that this is a country to be proud of and I'm happy to be here. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else at this point. And it's something that it's something that we need to all keep in mind. We've definitely been through some crazy stuff, but really cool stuff, stuff that we like the space race. All the stuff, the like, fun things we learn about, uh, all the innovations we've had, uh, mass scaling the car. All I mean, yeah, World War One, World War Two, this shit, the greatest generation, the stuff that people have sacrificed. Uh, right. What you always say, stop evil people from doing evil shit. You're right. Okay, so that's a good, that's a good start. Uh, my first one is uh, more socially. You can express your opinions and lifestyles, how you want to live. And you can disagree with other people's opinions and lifestyles and how they want to live. And that's all fine and dandy. We, we can do that here. And that's yeah. not like that everywhere else in the world. It's a beautiful thing. I was listening to a, a Jocko podcast the other day and they had, he was, he was a Polish born, uh, he immigrated to the U S and joined the Navy SEALs. But he talked about how in communist Poland, people that spoke out against the communist government would literally disappear. And they've been finding like like right after World War Two ended the these Polish because the Polish resistance was massive in World War Two fighting against the Nazis and whatever. And when the war was finally over, the Russians kind of the communist Russians took over and took control of Poland. 
And so these war heroes that are coming back from the front that were Polish, they were speaking out against, and this is like 1946, 1947, they started speaking out against the communist government. These war heroes just dis, they started disappearing. They, and then they've started finding their bodies, mass graves of these political enemies, then people that were jailed because they spoke out against a tyrannical government and uh, something that wasn't, if you didn't tote the party line, you got put in the ground. And we don't have that here. We've never had that here. Um, depending on who you ask, that I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about, you know, that type of thing happening. But we, the people, have the ability to express our opinions and not go to the gulag for it or end up in a mass grave. You can have your life and opinions. People will pro- might disagree with you, but as long as you do no harm to other people, you're allowed to disagree and agree and live the way that you want to live. Let's go back to you. Going on to number three. This one's a little silly, and I, it actually came to me today. There was a boat that had far too many people loaded into it, and, some, and a bystander was like, man, that doesn't seem real, all that safe. They could get hurt doing that. And I looked at her and I said, it's the beauty of America. You can do dumb shit within the letter of the law, and you might even die doing it, but you have the freedom to do it. <laughs> You have the freedom to die if you want to do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. You have way too many people loaded in that boat. It might not go very well for you, but, you know, you have every right to do it. Yeah, you have every right to to choose to skydive and trust that your yeah. parachute is going to pull right. out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. This will be number four, then. Uh, you can quit your job and do something completely different if you want slash need to, and you work hard. Yeah. I think we are two examples of that but there sure. are millions of other people too that quit what they're doing and completely start over doing something else and yeah. that's entirely possible here and you're able to do it and i don't think that's you that's a reality everywhere no i i would 100% agree i was my the number 5 was going to be hard work ethic and community based around that so i'm going to combine that with yours because mm-hmm. yeah like really and truly the, the people say the american dream is dead Maybe the American dream has just morphed into something else, but you can legitimately take whatever circumstances that you have been given or whatever that you have fallen into and with the right amount of effort and community around you, you can build yourself into something different. You can change careers. You can move to a different place. You can do whatever you truly want to do. You just have to try and work at it and keep pushing. And the biggest thing, like I talked about community, you're always going to be able to find a community of people who are like-minded and who want to support you. I don't know that that's, I don't know. I'm I, Maybe that's the case in other countries. I'm not sure. But just the amount of opportunity that exists in America and has always existed in America. I know there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of that too with talking about like some of the racist ideologies and sort of the there's been a lot of issues with uh, a systemic racial problem. Um, those are all definitely a thing. But in this day and age, like if you want something bad enough, you can make it happen. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I think maybe there's a disillusion too about what making it is. Is making it getting a million dollars and having the nicest house on the block, or is making it having your your needs and your basic wants met and all those are very possible in america and you can start over and start from nothing and 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 build yourself back up and yeah. likewise you could build up to 
uh, six figure job or, you know, multi-million dollar net worth or million dollar net worth, you could lose it all and you could build it back up again. You can go bankrupt yeah. and get a fresh start. And that's not possible in a lot of other countries. And if you lose everything, sometimes no one else has your back and then you're fucked and you're on the street. Um, here there's chance to rebuild yourself. And some people don't be- deserve to be rebuilt. <laughs> True. But there is that chance here, right? Some people don't deserve retribution because um, they do horrible things. Yeah, as an individual people like you and I and listeners that listen in, there's a chance to change your life and do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah, so that that was the four and five combined. So now it's your turn again. Number six then, air conditioning. Mm. We've got that shit figured out real good. And I wrote this down <laughs> before you told me you don't have air conditioning in your house yeah. right now. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, um, I have a stat that I looked up. Uh, 90% of US homes have air conditioning so most of houses in American businesses stay nice and cool throughout the summer. Like we got this shit figured out and going beyond that. I think the true meaning behind it is the ability to through the mass population scale our innovation. Yeah. Like the fact that we have air conditioning in, in most of these homes and businesses is fucking awesome. Like nothing's going to get in the way of our mild discomfort. Like we're going to be nice and cool in our homes. Yeah. Isn't it crazy to think like even at, you know, 60 years ago, 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, air conditioning either didn't exist or it was like this, like a swamp cooler that you used to put in the window of a car. Or you had an ice box that people would blow yeah. air over type thing. You know what I mean? And that was just the way life was lived. And now it's a huge inconvenience if something doesn't have air conditioning. Like we have an air conditioner, just like a portable one in our window, in our bedroom. Uh-huh. But to not have it in the rest of the house. I mean, this was a vacation home for these people, so they didn't have an air conditioner. But like. It makes you really appreciate air conditioning when you don't have it. And a lot of the yeah. world, like you said, doesn't have a regular amount of air conditioning. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I looked up like we need it here, too, though. So there's a other side to this where I kind of like disprove myself. Like we need it. Europe, less than 10 percent of homes have it, but they don't really need it They They stay pretty cool. But mm. we saw last summer when they reached in the 90 degrees, how many people died over there because it was so right. hot. So, right. um, you know, we, we have it here. We know we need it. The ability to throw it into every house. I mean, like what you said a hundred years ago, it was just like ice blocks, like bringing ice blocks down from Canada and freaking Alaska yeah. to like cool ourselves. And the fact that we were able to do that, boom, now we're able to ship broccoli across the country. <laughs> like that's the type of innovation that we're able to do here. Motherfucker. For sure. Yeah. Air conditioning. That, that's a great one. Love it. And I love air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a silly, dark one, but our healthcare system is really good. It's really, really good. (laughs) Um, This is probably a whole other podcast episode in and of itself, but I think anyone who lives in America can truly see that our healthcare system is, is broken. Big insurance companies, it's all about profit. They don't give a shit about caring for people. Uh, you know, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, the the government provided healthcare is troublesome at at best. I think that our healthcare system has just overinflated itself into this giant behemoth where medication costs are ridiculous, procedural costs are unattainable for most people without going into lifelong debt. So yeah, our healthcare system, I don't know what the answer is. That's I don't know what the answer is. 
but it's clearly not working great. We have some brilliant people, amazing facilities in this country for for medical uses, but too many of them are motivated by the dollar. Well, they all are. All of the drugs that were being brought out now, the vaccine, every single vaccine, except for polio, where he didn't to make any profit because he refused it. Yeah. It's for money. They're all drug companies. They all have stock. They all have, they're all on Wall Street. So that right. makes me feel like, God, it's hard to trust. But at the same time, what else would be the motivation to, would it be to actually help people? Because that's not big enough motivation, I guess. Like it's to make money. So the money driving force helps push drugs that help people. But then, yeah, you, then you have issues like, well, let's make insulin, you know, completely unaffordable if you don't, unless you have insurance. Um, and like the universal health care thing, if that if it gets to the point where everybody gets government run health care, you're not going to have enough providers to actually give people care. You're just not. We don't have it enough now. If you go into the hospital, you have one nurse to like six, seven patients and the bigger city hospitals right now, which is completely yep. insane. I, I don't know what the answer is either, but to me, it would make sense to pump more money in it, get rid of. Uh, this middleman, it's our tax dollars go straight into it, and our services come straight back out instead yeah. of having this middleman of insurance that takes money. Yeah, and give more money. We have this huge defense budget for all this equipment that sits in fields, and it would not be hard to pump money into it so you get more nurses in the field. Hospitals have funding to stay alive and stay afloat the hospital in madera that i work at closed a couple months ago because i had no more funding they went bankrupt yeah and the level of care was just shitty there so money the good thing about this country too is we have a fuck ton of money there's no shortage of it it's just where it goes is a big question sometimes it's actually going to these services like homelessness in la we just spent like $1.7 billion to try to solve homelessness and help homelessness. And there's still so many fucking homeless people everywhere. And they're asking for right. $3 billion more dollars just in LA County to go help solve homelessness. Like, where's that money going? Right. Yeah, I don't, it's like, true. I don't, it's pretty evident. Is it lining people's pockets? You know, it's, it's hard because you got to yeah. trust the government to do these social programs. But well, and when you look at the like private organizations, like it, it was pretty well proven that, the higher ups of Black Lives Matter were basically lining their pockets with donations, and you know it's a great organization. Love the greed message, gets in the way. but greed always gets in the way, and that's the that's the issue. Who's going to regulate greed? And so, like I said, I don't know what the answer is to the healthcare system, but it's definitely a problem that needs to be addressed by somebody that's smarter than me. Yeah, and we'll get behind that for sure. Someone who's got a good, solid answer that we feel like we can agree with and is fair for everybody. Uh, but there, there is huge problems, but if I'm going to be sick somewhere, um, this is not a bad place to have For it. Sure. If I'm like a, like a serious, you know, autoimmune issue or, um, yeah. you know, we have a lot of good research with cancer going on that's all everywhere in the world. But that's the thing, like the level of care is pretty high out most, like most places that you go. And like, I always say like, man, if I'm going to be in a car accident or if I'm going to get shot or something or something really traumatic is going to happen, I would like. I would like the ability to have a hospital and I'll pay for it, but most of the time our healthcare needs to come from different sources, I think in general and that and we'll talk more about that in a second, but yeah, it's I mean it's our our trauma care is great for what it is, but anyway, solve the problem. Somebody yeah. who's smarter than us, please for the love of god. 
I mean, we're pretty good at solving, uh, dealing with gunshot wounds at this point. Yes, for sure. Are we on number nine? <laughs> you ready to move on to something happier? Yeah. Because my next one's happier. This is number good. eight. Uh, oh, number eight. Okay. <laughs> good. Uh, national parks. Yes. We have the best national parks in the whole fucking world. For real. Yellowstone, yeah, Grand Canyon, Yosemite. Going beyond that, the California coast and, and the Michigan Great Lakes and uh, all the cool things we have, like every single type of landscape, we got it. Hawaii. Absolutely. Alaska. Alaska, the Mississippi, swamps of Florida. Right. I mean, the, the effort that was put into the conservation efforts in this country are like none other in the entire world. And I think we have a lot. We owe a lot to the early conservation, the men and women of conservation. And, you know, we've talked about Teddy Roosevelt. We've talked a lot about John Muir. And there's many more than that, obviously. But without people like that, we wouldn't have had all of this public place, public, beautiful public land pres- mm-hmm. preserved for us. And that, that trickled down into the state park system, too. In most states, there's a great state park system. And there's a lot of public land in Michigan, especially there's so much public land out west, millions of acres. Um, and it's it's just wonderful to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, dude, the we did an episode about Captain Young, the Buffalo Riders, that whole area in Sequoia would be yeah. gone if it wasn't for people like them and the conservation efforts that went into that. Like all the big trees there would be timbered uh, hundreds Man, of years ago. How sad would that be? real sad and we just have pictures and be like wow that's like looks like a different planet and there'd be none of them yeah. left if it wasn't yep. for them so yeah all right you're up so number nine here we go this is another one <laughs> man i don't know why i picked some downers but the this is supposed over- to be awesome things i know this one's not awesome though <laughs> the overall oh, push okay. from the government i would say like just lack of general knowledgeable health and nutrition guidelines there, there's so much good knowledge from super smart people, and yet we're still being fed like all this ridiculous shit about you know recommended intakes and you know exercise routines and this and that. And it's like we're I would argue, I would argue that this country is at its unhealthiest as it's ever been right now. Yeah, um, obesity yeah. rates are ridiculously high. Yeah. Yeah, like 2023, it, I mean, it's got to be higher than it's ever been as far as un- the amount of unhealthy people in this country. And that goes along with my first point. This country has had a willingness to be defended and perseverance and whatever. And I don't know, man, if like some shit were to really hit the fan and like a foreign power were to decide, hey, we're going to invade America. I know we have we have a huge standing military, uh, uh, like, but take them out of the equation, like the general American public. And the the state of readiness that they're in, it would not go down well. It would really, really not go down well. The, the our enemies in this world, they pay attention to that stuff. The division, the overall unhealthiness of the population, disturbing. And there's too many smart people in this country, and too much real knowledge about actual nutrition and health practices, like as far as exercise goes, for the American food system to be as bad as what it is. Well, there's a huge push into the acceptance of that too. Socially. Yeah. They're enabling people to be unhealthy. 
this it's a it's the the social movement of you know accept who you are you're beautiful the way you are you're gonna die of a heart attack and you can think you're gonna be beautiful but you're gonna be dead as fuck like it's it's super it's it's dumb like you're morbidly obese you're not sure you might have a beautiful soul but no one's ever gonna find it because you're gonna be dead and you're gonna be it's so frustrating it's just like the general narrative of of that like lack of drive like everything's okay the way it is we're afraid to be hard on each other i mean the the food pyramid that came out six months ago or something that had like lucky charms higher up yeah like a steak right stuff like that that gets put out is really frustrating stuff that i mean throughout the whole pandemic the fact that exercise and healthy eating was never really put to the forefront but a lot of other things were stay inside stay away from each other that was really frustrating um even though something like in the moment that probably is the smartest idea short term but afterwards you would think hopefully there's a big push to avoid these types of things and you know if if 100,000 people get a message and they start to turn their life around because of that I think that's a win but on the mass scale it seems like if people are the most unhealthy that we've ever been we were in Costco the other day and we just were like walking around and we got back to the car and we're like we didn't see like one generally healthy looking person and we're not judgmental um, thinking they're bad people because uh, that's not what we're saying at all. But physically able and healthy looking people is just it seems like they're fewer and farther between when we and go I, out. And when I think the government watch. has enabled that, too. Like I get really frustrated because our our food system is inundated with ingredients that are synthetic and designed to be addictive. You almost want to say like, it isn't these people's fault because they don't know any better and it it is their fault. They don't know any better, but like that's the majority of the population. They're used to, I mean, stuff that's completely illegal in other first world countries, like ingredients in Mountain Dew, for example, are, are they're, they're illegal in England, but they're not illegal here. And they're in our shit. They're in our food. They're everywhere. Hydrogenated seed oils. Like, they're fucking everywhere. And we're told that Lucky Charms is better than steak. Or what? Like, it's just, it's so ass backwards. And I just, again, it's, I think that there has been a bit of a nutritional renaissance. I think you would agree. And, and maybe that's just a silo that we live in. But it's, it is frustrating to see that type of, I mean, it's just, and every you go into the grocery store, everything you really have to work hard to like make good choices in the grocery store. It really it's when you it goes so deep too, and we're not. It's hard to have the conversation and, and try to toe the line between defending people's good character and um, trying to get on them about fixing an unhealthy lifestyle without being offensive. But it goes so much deeper because when you go to the grocery store, you go to like the Save Less or Save Mart or those types of stores where it's cheap groceries, what people can afford. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, it might have shitty ingredients, but if you don't eat this, you, then you don't eat because you can't afford something else. There's a ton of that. Uh, and that's just one main issue right there. I think it was much deeper than just, I don't believe that people are inherently l- lazy by the masses, but I think we're inherently ignorant to think that the government has our back or those yeah, for uh, sure people up there have our best interest at heart because they don't um there's funding and lobbying somewhere that put out their 
uh, information. You know, Coca-Cola's got billions of dollars and they put out all right. the information they have their politicians put out their, 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 their nutrition fat, nutritional advice. Yeah. So I, it's, it's hard to have that conversation and well, it's easy to have the conversation, but it goes much deeper than just superficial reasonings behind why people are unhealthy. Yeah, I think that's all I'll say about that. But that's, that's, it, this is a good, you brought up two really good things because it was hard to go through a list and be like five reasons why America is awesome because once you, when, when you bring one up, you bring up like one reason why America is awesome. There's also like, huh, but really is it? Like, because yeah. there's always another side to that point where if you go a little deeper, well, is it rooted in discrimination against some other people? Like, does everyone have this opportunity? Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's probably a lot of reasons for that and for not. So uh, yeah. those are that's a good reality check, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I love America. I love living here. I, like I said, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I think it's it's the the biggest problem that I see. It's it it all comes down to money and like the FDA and what they have deemed to be good for us or whatever. I don't know that it's really, I don't really think that they have our best interests at heart. And I think it just takes a little bit of, a little bit of digging in and like doing some edu- you know, educating yourself on some of this stuff because the, I don't think the food is going away. Um, I don't think the, the bad addictive food is going anywhere. And I think you, you mentioned something like, you know, people aren't inherently lazy or whatever. I would somewhat disagree with that. I think human beings by nature, we're just like any other. Our animalistic nature is to conserve energy as much as possible. And so we live in a time of we live in a time of abundance of of the amount, not necessarily the nutritional. We don't live in nutritional abundance. And so it has allowed us to become lazy. I know me personally, like I have to push really hard to not be fucking lazy and lay on the couch and eat bad shit. Like it's hard for me to not do that. And I think that's hard for a lot of people because really that's kind of the way our brains are sort of wired, like conserve energy, rest, don't exert yourself unless you have to. But it was different when our daily life revolved around we, if we don't move and we don't hunt, we don't eat and we die. We don't have to do that anymore. Everything can be delivered to your doorstep. We live in the ultimate, like, gluttonous form of abundance, at least in America, that you can ever, that you could possibly imagine. I mean, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine it any more than that. But it's fighting back against that nature a little bit. And I understand that. I come from a place of totally understanding that because I've been 340 pounds. I get it. I understand, like, fighting the desire to lay around and eat and kind of deal with your emotional issues like that and get them and get high highs and get out of low lows just from eating something. I get it, but it just takes people to hit rock bottom. And for most people, they never hit the true rock bottom because they don't have to, they can just order another pizza or DoorDash more ice cream or whatever. Like, honestly, I know that sounds, it sounds bad, but it's kind of where we're at we want to make the easiest choice to make us the comfortable choice to keep us comfortable. Right. And that is maybe defined as laziness. Yeah. Well, um, that was number nine. So let's continue on to, <laughs> to number 10. And this is, uh, bring us home bones. Come on, man. <laughs> bring us home. Something good. 
Um, despite what all we were talking, what we were just talking about, it was really in defense of becoming the best version of yourself. That's what that whole conversation really surrounded upon and our observations of people not giving themselves or seeking out or being able to hit rock bottom, like you said, to bounce up and and seek out the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so my 10th one is, is trying to harness that best version of yourself because truly the, the 10th reason why America is good is because of you because of you, because of me, because the people listening to this, the individual, um, I think among all of the craziness in the country of everything we were kind of talking about, uh, the toxicity, the, the failures of this country, the seeming failures, there's always one thing that's going to be good. And I think that's, that's individuals. That's you, the self-development focused. If you're honest and try to live with some integrity, I think that's just somewhat the spirit of being an American. I think that people like that help shape communities. And if we can help shape our, our smaller communities, that will have a ripple effect up to a larger scheme. So um, I, I just think we people need to keep making choices, keep getting some sort of action in their life, live for what you believe in, live the way you want to believe that is best for you and your family and your community. Don't do harm to other people and and try to vote in small elections and 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 <laughs> think small and work yourself big because truthfully we can't control yeah. what goes on up top as much as we would like to and our opinions on what goes on up top really don't have an effect and it just pisses other people off. I think living for myself. Last thing, and I'll let you go. Speaking for myself, where I've lived in two different places where politically I didn't feel like I naturally fit in. Um, it's pretty conservative out here in the Central Valley. It's pretty conservative in northern Michigan. Um, my natural brain was like, I don't know, this seems like I doesn't, um, I don't agree with a lot of this. But when it's so different, I find when my friends post things on the internet that bother me, but then I go hang out with them and it's like they're beautiful people. It's great. Yeah. And yeah. it's like if you just were able to talk to each other face to face. I think that will help solve a lot of things. And people that believe these things on a mass scale, whether it's about, you know, what we've seen the past three years with COVID or whatever, take your issue. If you just talk to that person, they live in your community. You'll find that well, pretty much want the same thing. Live the way we want to live, believe what we want to believe. And no one else should be harmed in, in the making of that. I think that's a hundred percent accurate. And it's a, it's a really good point to make the internet has really skewed our interactions with people and it's we talk about living in silos a lot and it's like allowed us to live in these sometimes kind of hateful silos a little bit but like really like you said once you spend time with these people i think generally like the majority of us are good freedom loving people who just want to make it and 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 try to be able to do what we think is best for our families and even when the, like I've had conversations with people that have fuck Joe Biden flags and then people who are, you know, diehard liberals that are, you know, to the nth degree. And I can still always find a way to make conversation with them and find something positive about them because we're all just trying to make it as Americans, as human beings. And I think that's what we need to keep in mind when we go about our daily business. We're all just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to launch your boat at that boat launch, maybe give someone an extra second because they're feeling the pressure. 
of maybe never doing this before or whatever. Like, hey, pack your patience. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and that's such a great point because yeah, we have different political views, but we love each other just anyway. And uh, I think that's a really beautiful, beautiful sentiment. Hell yeah! Well, let's put a bow on it. Till next week. What do we say? We like meat. <laughs> we like meat.